0: Welcome to The Daily Boogie. everyone, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogiebumper. If you'd like to be a subscriber, just hit subscribe in your preferred podcast player. And if you'd like to follow on Twitter, please do so at Bumper. It's good to be with you. Has anyone noticed that the mainstream corporate media in the run-up to the midterm elections is getting increasingly insane? Just little bit by little bit. And and just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> right? I mean, Don Lemon talking about the threat, the terrorist threat of white men, for example. Which is fine. Like, again, that doesn't offend me. <coughs> I tend to think he's trolling a bit or just saying things for reactions. So I don't I never give my opponents what they want. Yeah, the woman uh, the other day speaking, saying that Donald Trump has radic- radicalized more people than ISIS. And the constant comparisons with Adolf Hitler that don't ever cease. And, you know, people have been getting in touch and saying, wow, you know, it's getting really crazy, but we always knew this was going to happen. There's, there's, there's only one logical answer. There's only a, a certain path that these people can go down. They've painted themselves into a corner. If you think about it, Donald Trump's already Hitler. He can't it can't get any worse. They can't ramp it up anymore. They're not going to turn around. We have to understand things about the corporate press and you know, egos are on the line here. Before the election, they were all saying he's got no chance. In their bubble world, if they can somehow derail his presidency, if they can somehow make it possible for his opponents in the political sphere to remove him, then they would see it as vindication for the views that they've held for three years. There's no mea culpa, and there's not going to be mea culpa. People who work in corporate media are some of the most egotistical, narcissistic people you will ever meet in your life. Entirely consumed with their image, entirely consumed with their brand, and their own career comes first. These are not the hard-nosed investigative journalists of bygone eras. These are television hosts. Television hosts who live for the adoring applause of their increasingly small audience, first and foremost. Now, I did a video a while ago called The Complete Deconstruction of Jim Acosta. I'll put a link to it in the show notes and you can watch it. It's an hour and a half. We go into full detail and and make and, you know, show that Jim Acosta is indeed not a reporter, but rather an opinion journalist who masquerades as a reporter. And sometimes the, the, the rhetorical tricks that these people use, the linguistic twists and turns, they're very well trained in this art but they do it at a very subtle level, the good ones. And when people are watching this stuff, more and more people are coming to the conclusion that something's just not right. Even if you don't understand the technicalities of the way these people manipulate and massage language, you you can feel it on an inherent level within you that something just isn't sitting right with the way this is being presented to me. But there can't be any backward step And there's not going to be a backward step The corporate media icons and personalities Who are on TV right now Making the comparisons to Hitler Ramping up the rhetoric Saying this is the most evil and divisive man That's ever set foot into the office They're not going to come out one day And then take it all back they're not going to dial it down. The great advantage we as consumers have is that we can help facilitate the acceleration of their downfall. You know, we were talking about perception earlier and once you come to the realization that those opposite are merely an avatar with interchangeable personalities and a limitless number of value systems then you, you can no longer be surprised by their antics anymore. And another thing occurred to me today, if, if misinformation, a time of mass inf- misinformation is upon us and the world of a subjective reality based on perception has been thrust upon us also, where that is the prism that everyone looks at the world through now, it's taken them half a century, but they did it. They got their wish. They got the worldview that they wanted everyone to have. Objective truth and objective reality is something that it's, it's accused, you're accused of being a racist or a bigot or a small-minded person if you point to objective facts. But if you'll notice now the abundance of fact-checkers like CNNs, the MSNBCs, the, the Posts, the Times, they all want to use fact-checkers. They all want to tell you what's true and not true. It's almost like gaslighting when you consider the very reality that these people were most pushing for, a reality where all truth is fluid and subjective and merely a matter of perception. It's, it's that air, it's that ether, it's that atmosphere that is now choking them to death in the public square. So, when someone comes out and calls you a Nazi or calls you a racist, there are a few things you can do. One would be to try and defend yourself. And this has been the go-to move for conservatives, libertarians, anybody who's not a quote-unquote progressive for as long as I can remember. You can't call me, right? I have a black friend. You You know those lines? I have a black friend. I'm not a racist. I have a black friend. Yeah, my girlfriend's black. They go, yeah that's that's exactly what a racist would say but now i think more and more people are starting to learn that that kind of you know instantaneous defense of one's morals and one's values is just simply pointless it doesn't it doesn't work and it doesn't change anything nothing is going to change so there's no point in doing it when when we see corporate media saying the things that they're saying at the moment the nazi references you as as white christians you're the biggest threat to democracy i was watching i was watching um uh rally that joe biden was doing earlier and he was lamenting the lack of civility <laughs> it's like an alternate universe right 3 weeks ago hillary clinton saying we cannot we cannot be civil with those on the other side there's no point of being civil Eric Holder, when they go low, we kick them. Joe Biden comes out today. Jeez, I wish we had more civility in the conversation. The same Joe Biden who called Donald Trump supporters only, what, three or four weeks ago, the dregs of society. He wants to be civil with the dregs of society. If someone is on television repeating, repeatedly calling you a racist and a Nazi... Do you do you really think they're going to be friends with you? <laughs> Are they saying to you I I want to be and you know I want to reach out to the racists and the Nazis and the deplorables and the dregs of society and the scum of the earth and the white male terrorists. I want to reach out to them. I want to come together. I want to have peace with these people and move forward in unity. Of course not. They're lying to you. If they do want to be friends with Nazis, then all you need to do is tell them that they're not a very good progressive. (laughs) What, we're we're making deals with the Nazis now? That's not very progressive of you, comrade. See, people wonder how to counter the, the narratives of the corporate media. You don't have to anymore. You know... Strategically, if, if someone's giving, if someone's trying to attack you, if someone's trying to go after you, sometimes no response is the best response. Because what they're trying to do is get your attention. And when they've got your attention, they're trying to rope you into saying something. And what they're trying to get you to say is something that you know, bolsters their position and diminishes yours. They want you to incriminate yourself. And they will jump on just about anything to do that. It doesn't matter what you say. If one of these people calls you a Nazi or a racist, you could write a 10,000-word a essay filled with the most sophisticated argumentation that you've, that's ever been written, good enough to make Aristotle blush in embarrassment at how profound and succinct it is and you could present this 10,000-word essay explaining exactly why you are not a Nazi or a racist and they will go through it with a fine-tooth comb and find one word or one sentence that they can twist and manipulate and massage and mold remold for their audience take out of context and say up oh, see this you see this one sentence here on page 247 well i'm afraid this this again proves that you're a Nazi sorry you use the wrong word here this proves it We can discount everything else in this essay. And if you're playing defense, you might then write another 10,000-page essay explaining why that word doesn't prove anything. And then they'll do the exact same thing again, over and over and over and over, until you look crazy. Because at the end of the day, you've written 45 essays on why you're not a Nazi, and they sit smugly with the camera in their face behind their desk speaking to their increasingly shrinking audience with a big fat grin on their face going, gee, only a Nazi would try to defend themselves this much. Turn to the other panel members and say, you know what, you know what, I don't mind if they're a Nazi, but I just want them to come out and admit it. It's not going to change anything. And so laugh when these when these people turn around and say, Well, Donald Trump's not telling the whole truth. Donald Trump's not being a hundred percent accurate. You're not being a hundred percent accurate. All you have to do is explain to them once again that we live in a world where perception is reality now. You you're looking at you're looking at this problem through a different lens. How many times have you heard that? Well, of course you would have that opinion based on your identity class. Of course course you'd have that opinion. You just don't understand. You're ignorant. That's all you need to say. And like I said, sometimes not responding is the best form of attack. If people are trying to get your attention and get you to bite back, so you'll incriminate yourself by saying something silly, out of frustration perhaps, what happens if you don't respond at all? And just let them carry on. This is what we've seen with the mainstream press in a large part. People are just switching off. So when the the person trying to get a reaction out of you doesn't get the reaction that they want, remember, never give your opponent what they want. When they don't get the reaction that they want, they'll up the ante. They'll say something increasingly incendiary. Increasingly ridiculous, increasingly outrageous, increasingly clickbaitish. So you ignore them again. They'll up the ante again. Because in order to get a reaction for you, they're pushing your boundaries. They're trying to see what it takes for you to buy back. But as they up the ante, they expose themselves more and more to the observations of the rational people. And now that we live in a world where all truth is merely a matter of subjective opinion, if those on the cable news shows and those writing in the mainstream corporate press media are presenting themselves as the moral and intellectual guardians of our society, screaming into a camera, With half a dozen people watching, the veins popping on their forehead, the sweat rolling down their face, in total rage and fury and frustration, dedicating their life's work to convincing you that you are a Nazi or a bigot or a racist or a sexist or a homophobe. And each day just getting a little bit closer to complete crazy. Do you really think at the end of this run they're going to have anyone convinced of anything other than their own unstable, irrational insanity? You won't even have to rebut them at that point. Just play the clip. Don't bother rebutting them. Just tell your friends. Hey, did you see this? In- Look at this. Oh, really? He's, he said Donald Trump is worse than Adolf Hitler? Yeah, they've been saying it for a while. Gee, that's a bit extreme, don't you think? Just a tad. Just a tad. There's no need to go above and beyond at that point. They are digging their own career graves. And there's nothing they can do about it. they can't step back from the cliff. They can't turn to you and say, I was wrong. Their career depends on them not being wrong in such a vocal and obvious way. Maybe in their darker moments when they're alone, rocking back and forward in their favorite chair, clutching a glass of wine, smoking a cigarette on a Sunday afternoon, thinking about the week ahead. Maybe in those fleeting moments of vulnerability, they might think to themselves, am I doing the right thing? But then the reality dawns on them. It's too late to do anything else. Me at Culper at this point would be just an accelerated version of career suicide. Admitting that their own fiery rhetoric if they admit that their own fiery and incendiary rhetoric was wrong and misplaced and over the top, well then what does that make of their constant theorising about the alleged rhetoric which is damaging to democracy coming from the man that they target the most? If they were to admit that their own missteps and their own wailings on international television Were a step too far Then what right do they have to tell you What is and what isn't fair and reasonable Rational discourse Who granted them that authority And if misinformation Mass information, misinformation is prevalent in today's society Like it is swirling all around us, doing its best to lay eggs in our brain and spawn thoughts into the future. An objective reality is to be shunned, unbiased assessments, given nothing but labels, diminishing labels, insulting terms. Then confusion becomes your friend in this battle. Confusion is not your enemy. Confusion is your friend. Your opponents are drifting slowly but surely into a, into a sea of irrational confusion and outrage. Which if you're being objective-based and Machiavellian about the current day and the political system, the political and cultural war that we're witnessing, that's exactly where you want them to be. Completely hamstrung and handcuffed by their own insane ramblings. Captured on live TV every single night of the week. Just going deeper and deeper and deeper into the depths of irrelevancy. So your job then does not become one of refutation. Why would you try to refute what these people are saying? Your job then becomes one of exposure. Showing and telling and talking to as many people as possible exactly what these people are saying and thinking and doing. Accelerating their downfall. Not biting back, not playing defense, but in a kind of new media rhetorical jujitsu, jitsu using the, the, the strike, the power of their own strike against them to throw them off balance. If Don Lemon is on TV saying white men are the biggest terrorist threat to America, chop that into an email and send it to your friends, especially your white friends. Your Christian friends. There's plenty of material out there. When CNN correspondents say that Donald Trump has radicalized more people than ISIS, don't try to defend it, <laughs> promote it. You want as many people to hear this as possible. Accelerate the downfall. When various commentators get up there and make the constant comparisons between the Trump administration and the Third Reich, Adolf Hitler, don't merely say how outrageous it is to make Nazi comparisons. Tell everybody you know that the people who are paid to guide you in the right direction politically. Think that they are still living in 1939 Germany. And then ask your friends if that makes any sense whatsoever. Fear and misinformation. Being pumped into every orifice of the body politic at all times, at record speed. but if the chaotic and confused ramblings of your opponents at this at this time at this point in time does not give you encouragement rather than outrage and despair then you're not doing it right innuendo and ambiguous speech these are your weapons these are your allies these are your friends In a world of subjective reality where objective truths are shunned, confusion is your friend. Embrace the chaos. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to follow on Twitter, please do so, at Boogie Bumper. If you want to become a subscriber, just hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. tomorrow night the live stream 11 p.m eastern if you want to join us on that it'll be on youtube periscope and stream me usually goes a bit longer we'll have a good time look forward to seeing you until next time guys stay calm stay rational god bless we'll talk soon bye